Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. We're live. All right, guys. Welcome back to the uh, Born and Raised Audio Experience. Brought to you by Onyx Hunt, who we just finished up a hunt with. But now, right now, in front of me, I've got a pretty, pretty awesome crew. I would call it the wrecking crew, the finishing crew. Let's just call it that. Yeah. yeah. We're in a cleanup. If you can hear that voice, you know Dirk the Beagle Durham is with me. So, yeah, we're in Montana. It's uh, starting to get kind of chilly. It's about 10 o'clock at night. We're just about ready to hike into a brand spanking new spot. And uh, anyway, I wanted to get on this podcast and kind of do something a little different. So I wanted to highlight the people that actually highlight us, if that makes any sense at all. So okay. I've got my cameraman, Big Jacob, here with me. Hello. And then Dirk has his cameraman also on this podcast. It's all four of us. Dusty. Hello. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to... I don't know, kind of get a feel for it. We're just going in. Um, j- let's just break down the season from a cameraman's point of view. Oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. Don't, I, I think that, I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be kind of fun to just like, you know, take a, well, for one, we don't have to talk that much. Exactly. I know, right? Yeah. So I'm always talking too much. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, to just kind of just break it down from a cameraman's, what is it like? And I'm going to go with Dusty first here on this. What is it like, like following Dirk around in the woods and being a cameraman for him? Dusty. Wow. You know how I want you to answer this, right? <laughs> I'm gonna push pause right here. Let's we're gonna let's push pause. Dusty, you know I can't have any bad press. Yeah. He can't afford it. <laughs> I mean, it's this is all or nothing here, Dusty. What's it like? Uh it's it's pretty awesome, really. Um, I'm gonna need good to answer. go. Gonna that's need really, to, that's where I start. Yeah, that's no, I start the bird eye, bird's eye view, and then I come in. I'm like gonna a need hawk. a little more in depth. Come in like a hawk. Come in like. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Bird of prey. But it sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Swooping in. It sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really, it's a, for me. It's a dream come true. Um, That's awesome. Uh, you know, I've been I've been bow hunting for 20 years and have struggled as a bow hunter. Okay. Um, and what would you say, like the like the struggle? You, I mean, there's so many ways that you can verify that. But what are you what are you talking about, like struggle, like success wise, or what what are you talking about? Yes, uh, success wise, mm-hmm. um, really not. <clears throat> probably, I mean, man, from the beginning, like we just 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 decided to start bow hunting, right? Yeah, had no clue sure. what we were doing, so just went after it but had no idea what we were doing no idea when you know when do you cow call when do you bugle how do you bugle how do you cow call what does all that mean um what did you use like because i know you have a big giant i mean you're you're well versed in computer excuse me computer background and all that so uh, what like what did you use as far as to tighten that curve down well really um came down to not until like youtube became popular and then podcasts became popular 
Um, so it was back when all that started hitting the the waves um, when we really started to learn finally from people because I didn't I didn't know anybody who bow hunted um, or who called or anything so I never uh, and neither did my buddies that I hunted with so uh, we really didn't have anything or anyone to uh, f- get information from kind of started so, at zero yeah exactly wow. so um, so really I mean I'm still learning um, I was learned a lot I've learned a lot through you know you guys born and raised and um, I learned a lot from you know, some greedy podcasts and the yeah. people he's had on there, um, things like that. So, um, but now and being with Dirk and being there live, <laughs> it's, it, totally, helps. it's, it helps a lot. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a huge experience and something I'm grateful for. What would you say, like, as far as like hearing stuff, social media wise, like you said, mm-hmm. you've, you've done podcasts, you've watched YouTube and and yeah. what would you say the the learning curve is from that from just experiencing it real time oh man um experiencing it real time is uh, it's invaluable i mean i guess what I, i'm getting at here is like are we doing a decent job <laughs> of, trying, of trying to right. trying to cut that curve down right yeah i mean definitely um and everybody has different ways right yeah. so yeah um, the things I learned from some certain podcasts, um, are different than the way Dirk does things. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so Dirk is definitely, he's more aggressive. Um, and I never knew, I, n- I never heard that on podcasts. I never heard that or saw that on YouTube. So seeing that live, um, for example, um, there were times when we would like last year we would bust, um, in on an elk and he'd be bugling and Dirk would bugle back and then you would hear, you know, brush and running off through the trees. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, it's over. It's over. But in Dirk's mind, it was just beginning. So yeah. that was an eye-opener for me to see him just keep going. He just charged through the trees and bugled and cow called right after him. And we got back on him. Um, so that was an eye-opener that I didn't, I never heard about anybody talk about. Um, keep pressing them. That's so. That is yeah. That is and Dirk, I think you can agree. That's one of the biggest misconceptions. Well, they're walking away, bugling. There, it's all over, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're walking away from me, right? Right. Yeah. Two two days ago, we were on a bull in Idaho, and he saw me. He caught me. He saw me, and he boogered. And when as soon as he boogered and turned his back, I screamed and I ran at him. Guess what he did? He turned right back around, and he paced back and forth. Because a lot of times elk won't—they don't trust their eyes. They're not sure what they'll they saw. be. They—they're like they saw something, yeah, but they weren't a hundred percent sure what they saw, especially in thick cover. So, I feel like you know if you just act like the game's still going, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, okay, I overreacted. It was okay. I saw something, and I thought it wasn't really real or whatever. Comes down to that, you can fool their you can fool their eyes. And you can fool their sound or hearing, yeah. if you will. Yep. You can't fool their nose. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Once they smelled you, it's pretty much, I mean, not always, but it's it's a lot of the time game over. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, bring it. What do you got? 
What do you need from me? What do I need from? <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned this year? You've you you uh, background-wise from Jake. Um, I'm just gonna just run through a little bit of the highlight highlight reel as far as just like you were back east, whitetail hunter, came out west, uh, never hunted elk before ever, right? Right. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. This year, um, what have you learned in a in a nutshell? Well. That's like a never-ending process, I guess, for me at this point. I mean, it's just my first year out west. But like you said, growing up uh, in New York, upstate New York, whitetail hunting was king there. You know, it's elk hunting or western hunting in general, mule deer, antelope, you know, what have you, is is like a dream hunt, I guess you'd say. It's like something you don't, at my age, I'm 24 now, it's not something you think is going to happen in your near future, I guess. It's something... Really you plan on later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, always was interested in it. Never. If you told me I was going to be living in Oregon and traveling around the West and Southwest elk hunting this year, I would have told you, you know, you gotta be kidding me. You know, I would never have thought that was a possibility, but, um, I've learned a lot. I still don't, I can't quite comprehend all of it at this point in time. It's such a, so fresh in my mind that, um, I'm just always watching and learning. There's so many different things. I, I've never owned a bugle tube, never owned a cow call, never, you know, I've, I've never practiced any of that. So when I see you guys out there running around bugling, screaming on the bugle tube and everything, it's, I don't understand all of it. Yeah. You no, know, I don't know. Yeah. You know, if you're going to bark <coughs> scream, I don't know what that means, right. you know, in, right. as far as elk talk goes. So I'm just watching the animals react to that. Yeah. Um, for example, this year, Cody in New Mexico, I want to say, excuse me, I want to say he barked, screamed at that bull when after we spooked him. And there was some communication there that I, I can't really comprehend, but I just know I can see it working. Right. You know, in real time, right. there's just, I, I don't know what's happening. Gotcha. I can just see how the animal reacts to that call. And uh, it's been an amazing experience. Um, I've got to see a lot of country that I've never laid eyes on in my life. Never, never thought I would, I would see that kind of country. And at this point in time, my life at 24, never, never thought I would have been there. So that in itself is to me is a really, uh, cool life experience. You know, I don't think many people that at that age or many people at all get to elk hunt that much. Uh, in a year, let alone a lifetime. No, yeah, yeah. we, you, know? <laughs> you get like uh, on the on the land of the free tour. <laughs> yeah. You get kind of thrown to the wolves, thrown to the ringer, if uh, you will, thrown to the ringer. Yeah, and yeah. I think Dirk can attribute to this. You know, he's been doing this since forever as well, as far as just you know, state by state, you know, and just trying to capitalize mm-hmm. and stuff. And and what would I, I guess? My next question is, what would you say to the guy from mid-state New York or, you know, where you're from, is it obtainable to do this? Yeah, it's obtainable. I think, um, you know, I think hunting is becoming kind of a pay to play sport. And I, I hate, I hate to say that, but I think, I think, I think it's, it's, it is and it's not right. So you see all these guys, like you watch born and raised and obviously, you know, you guys, you guys are wearing all first light. You've got the EXO packs yeah, and all that yeah. deal, right? No, and, that, and so, yeah. Right. And so for yeah. a person out, out east to achieve, like they see you guys hunting, and, and I think the takeaway from that is you don't need that stuff, okay? 
You don't. You can wear your real tree camo. You can wear whatever you know. You can go 100%. buy a cheaper pack. You don't 100. need a. You don't need a expensive pack to you go. You don't hunt. need a pack. I mean, well, you need something. You, you need meat, something. You know, get the meat out, but maybe not a JanSport backpack. But you need. You need well, something. I mean, JanSport. <laughs> Hell there's, Hell these, there's these Hmong, these um, uh, Asian hunters up yeah. in North Idaho. Yeah, you should see some of their early stuff. What they packed elk in. I mean, it looked like straight up Jan Sport. So yeah, these guys, schoolyard stuff. Eh? They they had these horrible packs, and they were just happy as it could be packing elk meat in them. And it's they were packing heavy loads. So throw it, throw you know, it, for it. You you can pack meat it in whatever. But <laughs> I will say, if you want more comfort. It could cost a lot more money. Well, and I think, it, I think yeah, and I, I totally agree with you, Jake, as far as when we go into it, the time that we put into it, it's, yeah. I just remember growing up, right, and on the Oregon coast, and dad would shoot a bull, and it was time to go get him, you know, and we would grab all the, you know, we had just these, these metal frame, aluminum frame, yeah. you know, just pack boards. And that's what we used. We didn't use anything else and just take the pack board and just go down there and everybody would grab a quarter and, yeah. you know, someone would grab the hamburger and someone would grab the back straps and tenderloins and we would just start packing it out. That was what, that right. was what we did, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we did, it was a, what, at Bymart, I think it was, Bymart's a West Coast thing. But, anyway, it's kind of like a Walmart but a, a, a West Coast deal. It's, I think it's, you know, yeah. a $60 pack frame. Right. Aluminum pat frame with just some nice shoulder straps. and I like to call them torture devices. Yeah. <laughs> but there was, there's been a lot of meat packed out oh, on yeah. those things. I think oh, the yeah. thing is, too, right, it's like out east, like you go into a, a, a sporting goods store or hunting store or whatever, you know, outdoor store. We don't have that. We don't. It, the stores are completely different. You don't go into a field and stream what we have at home and you don't see a... A frame pack. There's 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 not in there because people oh, don't really? buy that stuff at home. People just drag their deer. Right. You got to buy that online, or you got to go somewhere else. You just go grab it with a tractor. And yeah. Go get them. Yeah, or drag them out. So I think. Gotcha. As far as coming from the East Coast and doing that whole thing, I'd say I think it's a lot more attainable than people think it is. Yes. Um, That's kind of what I'm getting. Right. At. There's a lot of public land opportunity, a lot of over the counter tags. I think it's a lot more readily available than people uh, think it is. Like for example, myself, like I. You know, and then in the next five years, I don't think I would have went on an elk hunt. I, I just don't think I would have done it because you don't think it's attainable and you think it's a, it's a big deal. But after coming out here. Right, but after coming out here and, and even being at some of the trailheads, you see all these license plates from states back east and mm-hmm. you realize, wow, like there's a lot of people doing this. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, really you should, you should put some time into it and think about it and uh, get out and then experience it because it's. It's something that is so special. I don't know. I mean, having camp on your back, traveling the backcountry, hiking miles and miles and miles on end, for example. I mean, my first elk hunt experience was in the, you know, in a wilderness area in Colorado. And that was rough. It was rough country, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was rough. Like you said, getting thrown into the ringer. Dirk's been there. I've been yeah. there. His shin still, his <laughs> shin got scars. His shin still have scars from it. Getting thrown into the ringer, I was like, yeah. wow. I mean, we got in there and it's desolate, man. You're in there and it's, you're alone and you're in the back country. And but it's have, doable. It's very doable. And to have, you know, you get a good, get a good group of guys, get, you know, three, four guys, if not two and whatever, you can make a couple of. You shoot a bull, you can make a couple trips and pack a bull out. But how many people did we run into? That's just like, yeah, it's just me and my buddy, 
and you guys inspired us or whatever it may be you know it was so yep. cool to be able to like mm-hmm. just meet these people and they're just like we watch your stuff all the time we're you guys are the reason that we're here you guys told us we could do it totally and then they're killing bulls they yeah. are killing elk yeah they're going in there they're backing in there and they're doing it they're killing yeah. elk and and coming out and just being like man that was an experience and i get these emails all the time i get mm-hmm. i i do the email side of of born and raised so if you guys do you know send emails i get to read them but um but it's just amazing the people that are just like mm-hmm. dude you guys inspired me to go in and guess what i did it you yep. know or some of them are like i saw two elk and it just but the country and doing it it yep. doesn't matter the success that's why i keep on telling people it's just like success is not measured in punching tags it cannot you cannot make success it's the experience totally it is the experience that you have the relationships and the friendships you make and the stuff that you learn yep. along the way that is what lasts for a lifetime we don't live for that long and so it's like it's one of those things where it's like man just if you go and just do it I right mean, just and it's cliche try. but it I is hear you guys say but you only have so many septembers you, you do know? and you that's do. that's true uh and i, I think i was personally <coughs> i wasn't a born and raised follower i mean i'll, I'll be easy honest with easy. you Whoa. i'll be easy. i'll be i'll Jeez. be completely that's honest gonna cost him that's gonna cost <laughs> that's gonna cost me <laughs> and he also <laughs> likes <that. laughs> i was never a born and raised no, follower really honestly and so coming out and and meeting those people in the woods in the elk woods and just seeing the impact that born and raised has had on people, little uh, you know, various other you know other platforms, but born and raised specifically, it's uh, we've met a lot of people on the way, whether it be at a gas station or in the woods, whatever. <laughs> and the fact is, is that it, it inspires a lot of people to get out there and do it, and oh, yeah. and they're out there realizing that wow, like you know, this is something we can continue to do and have fun doing and build memories and and all that good stuff so it's been uh it's been a heck of a ride uh so far we're getting to the end here we're in montana it's the last state get to and, go uh, home and see the family we soon. get to go home and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh get to sleep in my own bed and everything but uh i wouldn't you know i wouldn't change it for the world and in fact i'd i think i'd go right back to colorado and start over again if i could c- kind of refresh refresh and, yeah and, and go back i think i would uh i would definitely do it for sure there's no question about that so dusty Yes, sir. So at the first of the season, uh, you had your son come out. Yeah. With Dirk and you and yeah. him. Yes. I'm sorry, what's your son's name? Easton. Easton. You and Easton and, and Dirk. What was that like? Oh, that was awesome. So what was the goal um, there? And, and you just kind of break it down through, and Dirk, you know, feel free to jump in at any time yeah. as far as what 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 did, what did you want to, I'll ask actually, Dirk, what, what did you want at the at for this whole the first part of your your season well when dusty and i started planning out the season he's like okay so when are we going what dates la 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 he's like uh at some point i'd really like to hunt with my son easton for a few days i'm like okay and i got to thinking about it i'm like well shoot why don't why don't you bring him along and uh and you and him both can hunt and I'll do the calling, and, and um, so Dusty filmed his son, and then his son filmed Dusty while we were hunting. Oh, really? Yes. Aspiring, yeah. aspiring <laughs> filmmaker. That's, That's right. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I just I wanted then I wanted to see them, you know, interact and interact and, and have have an opportunity to like spend that father son time together, and 
maybe we could get an elk or something. Yep. Don't disclose. All right. You know, yep. they have to so, watch it. Right. They have to right. watch it. Right. So you guys need was... to watch it. Bottom line, <laughs> you're gonna. Yeah. I haven't seen the footage. Obviously, I. You know, it's not. Yeah. But it's. I have a feeling it's gonna be awesome. So, anyway, that's just a teaser kind of thrown in there. Dusty, what what was it like being able to do that with your son? How how, how was that as far as an impact the whole way? Um, I mean, it was it was great. I I'd taken my son out. You know, uh, we started to hunt. He's 16, so I t- took him out when he was 13. Cool. Um, and so we'd already hunted together a couple times um, already, but uh, being able to take him out with the bugler was, um, uh, you know, just next level, yeah. a next step, right? Because um, I wanted, I knew for sure, you know, we we'd be getting into elk, right? Because now we've got a great caller with us. Um, He's all right. So, so yeah, you know, I mean, he's pretty good. He's okay. Yeah, he's all right. But, I mean, that was just, well, it was just a blessing because, uh, you know, I wanted to take him out and I wanted to do this um, filming thing with Dirk and I was trying to balance that and figure out how am I going to do all this. So when Dirk, you know, mentioned bringing him along, that was just, um, you know, Dirk's a big family guy and he knew the importance of, you know, me spending time with my kid and, and so that was just a huge blessing to me um, for him to even offer that. So um, my son was ecstatic and oh, yeah. he had a grin on his face when I told him what was going to happen. Um, so, yeah, he told all his friends and That's they were awesome. all excited. And That's awesome. They were more excited for him and his hunt than they were for their own hunts. But That's so <laughs> cool. So, yeah, it was really cool. That's awesome. No, it's just, it's amazing, like the... The impact that social media makes, and I think it can be positive and negative at the same time, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I really do, and I, I think if we, you know, keep a level head and a, and a like, like-minded as far as to do things like Dirk did for that, you know, that hunt, and just say, yeah. hey, come on out, let's just go do this, you know, let's just go try it and 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 see what happens, and I cannot wait to watch it. Your guys' series is going to be awesome. Um, but from a, okay, let's let's kind of shift gears. Cameraman's point of view, right? Mm-hmm. What's Dirk's quirks and stuff like that? And, and how yeah. long you got? Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say, Jake, you be quiet. Jake, you just, you just be quiet. No, what's Dirk? Uh, what have you figured out stuff that makes him tick? What uh, what oh, what gets his goat and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. Come on now. Oh, man. Come on now. Wow. Uh, well, you you watched. Um, yeah, I did. Mouth to madness, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah so, I did. You know, I've this, I disclosed and exposed the man himself <laughs> uh, all last year. So, and there may be some more stuff that comes out this year. Is it going to be good? It could be. It could be. It could be. It could be real bad. It could be bad. It could be terrible. It could be terrible. Jake. Just say it. What about what about me? You know, following me around. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Uh, besides it being just an absolute, it's a it's a great experience. I, I I really enjoy the uh, humor that's involved. We like to keep it fun. <laughs> we like to keep it light. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's no fun to. We we grind. There's no doubt about that. We, we oh, put yeah. in the work. We we put boots on the ground, heel toe, and miles and miles and miles. But 
uh, there's a camaraderie there that is just unmatched and, uh, something about that, you know, brotherhood that is, uh, really special. And, uh, you know, coming into it, I, obviously I, I don't, I didn't know what to expect. So I, I come into it as a super fresh greenhorn, if you will. And, uh, it's just been an absolute ride and, um, it's tough. I will it's, say like, yeah. Uh, and I think Dirk, you can, you know, I mean, it, it is really difficult, like finding someone who is for this job. It's more than just, okay, are you a good cameraman? And can you get the shot when the, when, you know, right. it's more, you live with these people, mm-hmm. you live with the, with That's your, right. and it's, and like, I think like Jake just said, it's a brotherhood. Yeah. It is a brotherhood of people that we all come together and we're all, we all have the same goal. We're all, we want the same goal. We want to, we want to harvest elk. We want to, you know, we want to be successful, but at the same time, it's way bigger than that. Yep. Right. It, it's, it's, it's little things. It's like, you yeah. know, it'd be out there and it's like, what do you need? You know? do you need water? Do you need this? Do you need that? And it's essentials and it's comes down to everyone is yep. sharing everything. And it's, uh, helping the other guy out. Yeah, helping to, the other guy out. Hey, do you, you know, and then it's, and then it's almost like, you know, fifth grade lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I've had, yeah. I have had this little peanut butter bar for the last five <laughs> days. Who wants to trade and do some trading? You know, <laughs> it's, it's that schoolyard kind of thing. stuff. It's schoyard stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, and those are the small things that you can, you know, you can say, wow, that's just, you know, minute and minuscule. But at yeah. the same time, you know what? We laugh about it and we, yeah. you know, it's the whole, it's the, it's the experience of the whole mm-hmm. deal. And, and totally. that's what kind of makes it, it sometimes can make a hunt, just the smallest. Mm-hmm smallest minute things can be like dude i was struggling hard mm-hmm. and dirk gave me this something enhancer or what yeah, whatever that he had in his back and man it just made me it made me feel a lot better and and we we're back on the trail and we were back on the hunt you know yeah. and it's the small things like that that when you help each other out and when you take the back seat and when you you know you just you know go for the end game yeah of trying to be successful as a group i think that speaks volumes you know absolutely it's it's another it's another level so but i'll tell you what uh when we're back here doing you know at at camp and stuff this 10 barrel hazy trail what i've got in my hand right now is 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 quite good and we we enjoy we enjoy the little things wow like that real product sponsor yeah. stuff there wow we'll, yeah, we'll plug wow. that we'll plug that in there <laughs> from the but back no, yeah. row from the back row <laughs> real the little little things like I'm not I'm not kidding I'm not exaggerating at all no it is brushing true. your teeth or whatever it is like when you're in the back country like that and it, I'm not kidding we're I mean we're in there it's miles and miles and miles back in the back country and. You have what's on your back and what's on each other's back, and if uh, someone can help you out with something like, like I said, like half a liter of water or whatever it is, it's huge. And just moment. enough to and make a mountain house or whatever. whatever. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Exactly. Right? So I'll tell you what: a, a little bit of ramen at the right time goes a long way. It that's, does. That's comfort does. food right there. I love the taste of it, and it's yeah. just like it sounds so good. And then I eat it, and I'm like, wow. Ugh. That was terrible. Oh, I feel terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But it it hits the spot for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no, it's like, wow. But no, it does. It just, oh. And along the way, I'll say, you know, for example, uh, Eric Strand and and Brian Stone, two guys, uh, 
who are you know college buddies and, and best friends had been planning a hunt for years and took them 10 years to you know get a tag and that's in wyoming wyoming something i know nothing about right? right i've never waited that amount of time for something that i can't even fathom that you know and right. uh, to let me and cody come and be a part of that uh experience and enjoy that with them it was uh we had a absolute amazing hunt in wyoming that was awesome you know yeah in the whitetail woods there's a lot of it's you know not not to uh put down a you know anything to do with whitetail hunting but there's something to say about that where you know we got to experience an absolutely unreal hunt with them and yeah um just such a special moment that he almost dissed on Whitetail there for a second. Did you hear yeah, that? He yeah. almost did. Did yeah. you? Yeah. 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 We <laughs> recorded it. Wow. That's, that's something you went for a lifetime for, though. We've, eh? made, we've made leaps and bounds. Yeah. We've yeah. made leaps and bounds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, could, I don't know. Could you imagine? I mean, I can't imagine 10 years I'll be 34. I, I, can't, have, I can't even think ahead to that time to get an elk tag. I have 21 antelope points in Oregon. <laughs> And then let Almost some... as long as you've been alive, yeah. I've been putting in for antelope points to, not, in Oregon, not, pal. Not random people, but to let two right, people come and right. join you join for that, you something that you've been planning on. 10 years for, and just welcome them with open arms is... Uh, it's pretty it's, cool. It's something that I think elk hunting is... is uh, it's specific to. I would agree with you, actually. I would. I would think it. You know, it brings people together for sure. In, in, in a common in a common way to, to achieve a goal, right. right? And we're not there just to pack meat. You know, what I mean, it's right, not like, right, right, right. Hey, well, you just come help us pack a bowl out. It's no. uh, it's the whole deal. So yeah, I think that was really cool. So. Dusty, yes, sir. Ending thoughts. Ending thoughts. Yeah, we got to get to bed. We got to get up <laughs> early. We got to get up early and hike that mountain, which I'm jacked about. Yeah. We're in a new spot, so I'll, I, let's do a quick rundown, Dirk. We're in a new spot we've never been to. Uh, dart on the dart on the board. Yeah, looks good. Looks looks awesome. Nobody's here, which no, really no, weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that might be something. Yeah. Too. Now we're going. Oh my! Oh, not good. But we got about a five miler in the morning to get to where we need to be. Uh, right now it's I don't know ten thirty at night or something like that. We're trying to do this podcast. We're all starting to freeze to death. But um, anyway. Dusty, what um, closing thoughts? I think you have this. You had a, you've got a word of wisdom for everybody out there. Sum up this whole podcast and send us off. Oh wow, no pressure. Huh? No, nothing, <laughs> none, none. Oh man. Um, yeah. Uh, elk hunting is definitely a challenge, whether you're the hunter or the cameraman. Mm. Um, there's difficulty either way um so i think and and but it like you guys said it's, there's brotherhood in it um for for both of us um we're trying to accomplish the same goal and uh it's it's pretty awesome um and it's not easy but mm -hmm. yeah but there's definitely i mean there's many lows during it and there's many highs mm -hmm. and uh, i think that's what brings that brotherhood together um even stronger so yeah i, I love it i love every I aspect think, of it i don't think you could have said it better before we close this out i just want to can i ask dusty dusty a question yeah go ahead quick? why not what what do you find to be the the hardest part of your job like what when you're struggling mm -hmm. if you do struggle I don't know. I'm assuming you do at times. <laughs> That's just the real deal, okay? Got, yeah. <laughs> what What do you find to be the 
the toughest moments? What do you find to be? Uh, w- when mm. do you struggle? What What do you? What When is that moment? What What is it? Mm. Man, um, I think probably the toughest is the creativity part of filming. Um, when when you're looking for the elk, mm-hmm. when you're out there, we're moving, we're calling, we're, and it starts to become monotonous, monotonous mundane, right? Mm. Like, like what, how, how should I film Dirk bugling this time? Should I <laughs> film him from this angle? <laughs> should I film him from this thing? Yeah. <laughs> That's when it gets really hard because you're trying to tell the story. You don't want, you want to kind of show that it's kind of, it's taking a while, but you also don't want to bore the, Mm-hmm. the viewers right mm-hmm. so I, that's the most difficult part of just knowing how to be creative um, just thinking ahead on mm-hmm. the post-production of it all and and am I getting enough shots am I not getting you know mm-hmm. am I getting too much of the back of Dirk's head um, <laughs> you know just stuff like that that's that's I think the most difficult yeah. part of being the cameraman but what do you think Jake I, I agree with that. I think that's a common uh, deal in like the backcountry filming scene. I think that that's you know, wow. common. I think that uh, just the workload of it all is, is tough because it's not just a mental deal. It's a physical. It's, it's very much physical. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like in Colorado, we went into the into that wilderness area and you know, you hike 50 plus miles and you're, you're, you're filming, you're filming, you're filming and you've got all this footage and come into it. You, you don't want to undershoot. Right. So you're, did I get, like you said, do I, did I get enough? Did I not get enough? Am right. I gonna, you know, what's it going to look like when I sit down at the computer after right. all this and yeah. what am I going to have in front of me? And I yeah. think that's a big deal. And it's not just for yourself, right? Cause you're like, you're doing it for more than yourself you're doing it for you know Dirk I'm doing it for you know born and raised and and all the guys and you want to make a you want to have a great end product at the end of the day right yeah definitely so it's and and a lot of times you know it's all it's raw if you will we're not you know we're not staging anything it's it's all firsthand it's what you see so Mm -hmm. and 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 in that time you're taking pictures and all this stuff you don't want to miss a moment where it's you know this is you know, we, we need to have this and this is important and, mm-hmm. you know, and so on. So I think, I think you're, I think you're spot on. I think that's one of the biggest challenges that you're going to face as a uh, videographer in the back country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can wrap it around full circle on, on, on what we've talked about all tonight as far as, yeah, we're in for a common goal of killing an elk, right? We are in for a common goal of that, but at the same time, we want to share this journey with everybody. And so all of us kind of work together on, okay, do we get this shot? And it's never like, Hey, Jake, uh, you need to do this. It's just like, Hey, would this look cool? Would this, would this be a different angle or would this, you know, right. Will this I lighting think, work? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I think if we keep that in our, in a, you know, in the forefront of our minds, as far as, okay, let's try to still obviously, it's the common goal of harvesting an elk but at the same time getting not just you know hey do you need any extra food or i got some more water or whatever it's hey do we have enough shots do we need this what do we need you know so it's everybody working together i think at the end of the day and whether it be you know 
Dusty and, and you with with Dusty's son and, and all that stuff. It's just like, it's a team. It's a team. And I think a lot of people, um, it, it's it's monotonous it's 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 time consuming it's you know but if you work as a team and you and you keep that common goal of actually succeeding on that i think it i think it you know yeah. it's the same thing it's it, camel work versus bugling versus working these elk versus, versus hiking versus you know encouraging yeah. the guy hey you got this you know we only got another mile left till we get to the trailhead or whatever you know whatever mm-hmm. it may be yeah. i mean it's it's still teamwork at the end of the day yeah, yeah. i would i would say yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Right there. I would that agree. Down. And I think I'm gonna I get a lot of questions too. I've some buddies and friends of friends and whatever that on Instagram I get a lot of questions, you know, how do you get in how do you get into something like that? And you know, what is this what does this mean? How how do you do that? And uh that's a whole other I that's a whole rabbit hole we could go down. No, it is, it is, but at the same time it's just like you gotta just jump in. Sometimes you gotta just say, Okay, I'm doing it. Yeah. and jump into it and and go for it you right. know there's some things in life i think that if you want to if you want to you know experience those things that you see on youtube or whatever tv or whatever the learning curve is just doing it yeah just just applying for a tag or, or just getting an over to the counter tag and just going and doing it right know? and i'll finish this this is my final thought like dirk uh you know, Dirk has shirts and sayings, monsters are coming. I'll tell you what, for being, a, being a guy coming from the East Coast, never hearing an elk bugle, when you hear, uh, you know, a couple bulls or whatever, what have you, coming through the woods, it is absolutely <laughs> bonkers. It's crazy it's to nuts. hear and just the vocalization of, of elk. It, it is something you will never, ever, ever forget. And it is... Uh, a special thing to hear when you're they're not miles small miles in they're yeah. not small they're not no. small they when you get them on the ground jake are they small uh they are large they're giant, <laughs> they're giant. Yeah. and to think like you know that that in the in the backwoods and in, in the country you know i guess it's, it's they're living in the wild these are animals that are yeah <laughs> you know they're yeah. in the middle of nowhere yeah they're not something that is uh always easy access always easily accessible they are something that you have to work hard for a lot of the time and uh something that when success does happen and it comes together is uh pretty worth it pretty worth it and a lot of times something you are never going to forget so no. i'm really appreciative for that so that's all we got awesome guys well we said it all yeah cameraman version we're gonna do some more of these guys we're gonna tomorrow we're gonna go kill an elk for dirk somewhere around 320 340 yeah somewhere there <clears throat> yeah i don't know if i shoot on that small but yeah good call. i mean good call i yeah. mean i'd look at them like i call one in if yeah they look good at 20 yards yeah yeah, yeah. they always look bigger <laughs> we're gonna go have some fun tomorrow uh we're gonna do some more of these podcasts so anyway stay tuned and it should just get better from here guys thank you so much for listening